Aviat Das said, Our mind can become a great ally or a sinister foe. You must listen to the voice inside your head. At times, you may hear many voices at once. Practice silence of mind and try not to listen to all the voices in your head, but listen to the one voice that really matters. Welcome to the Soul Podcast. I'm Stacy Wheeler. You and me, all of us, we've all had that experience. Your inner voices are chattering away in your head. They're justifying, explaining, judging, or arguing among themselves. And you're standing by like a child in the corner of the room, listening to the grown-ups as they decide what's right. For me, it's happening all day. One example is when I'm trying to decide what to get at the grocery store. My internal voice might say, steak is overpriced. I don't want to spend that much. And another voice says, you've got the money, don't worry about it. And the other replies, it's the principle of the thing. The price has gone up since last time I was here. Besides, chicken's healthier. And then the reply, I'm craving a good steak tonight. We've all had these inner voices nudging us in different directions. Usually, these voices are uncertain and indecisive. They don't agree with each other. They chatter away, and you try to make up your mind. And probably, more rarely, You've had a moment where a single voice speaks, quietly, and with a certain ring of truth. It doesn't debate or argue. It speaks directly to you, like it's transmitting from a different location than the other voices. You may brush off what it says to you, but you intuitively know it's right. Today I'm going to talk about the voices inside, how to embrace the ones that work for you, and how to learn to leave the others behind. There are three internal voices present in each of us, and there is one we could call external, though it's impossible to say exactly where it lives. We'll talk about the fourth one in a few minutes. The voice we hear most is the one that comes from our ego. This is the voice that's at constant chatter. It's playing in the background all the time. At any given moment, it may be lamenting about nearly any perceived problem. Why hasn't she called me? I left her a message two days ago and she still hasn't called me. Is she mad about something? Or, I forgot to pay that bill yesterday. Now I can't make a payment until the weekend's over. Is that going to be a mark on my credit? What if I can pay if I call the office today? Will anybody be there? No, I don't think they'll be there on a Saturday. Sound familiar? We'll call this one the ego voice. The ego voice grew from our accumulated experiences in life. It serves many purposes. It can soothe when we're frustrated. It can help us when we're trying to sort out a problem. And it can also fall into patterns of overthinking nearly anything or justifying anything. And the ego voice is a goldmine for self-work. We can get really beautiful benefits when we start to notice when our ego voice is at play. When we notice how it changes the way we interact with other people, we can start to change the way we behave And when we do this, our confidence grows as our self-awareness grows. Further down the road, I'll do an episode on ego exercises you can do each day to become more self-aware and genuine. I've found this work to be incredibly powerful. We all know the ego voice. It's there right now. Stop a moment and listen to it. Maybe at this moment it's saying, I don't hear anything. Yes, you do. That voice saying, I don't hear anything. It's that voice. At this moment, it may be analyzing what you're hearing and commenting on it. It might even be critical about it. Do you hear it? 
Oh, I see what you mean. There it is. It's the voice that carries you off when you've read the same sentence three times in a book, but don't understand the sentence because your voice is talking in the background about something else that's been on your mind. Why didn't he call me earlier? It says, it's strange that he didn't call. Maybe I should call him. The ego voice is the one voice we have no problem connecting with. It's like a loud coworker who has lots of energy and endless opinions. It seems to be ever-present and impossible to completely ignore. The ego voice is chattering all day long, and even in our sleeping mind. But the ego voice is not our best voice, and it is not generally helpful. Your ego voice is the one that worries about yesterday and tomorrow. It is built on anxiety and emotion. It is built on our ego experiences in life and driven by our psyche. Another voice you might know is the wisdom voice. The wisdom voice is the one that tells you, don't overthink it, it's no big deal. Just be here now. That's the wisdom voice. It's the voice the ego voice tries to override when the ego is trying to get what it wants. The wisdom voice also grew from our experiences, but when it speaks, we can tell that what it is saying is logical, and our ego voice will argue with our wisdom voice. They're all meeting for coffee. I'm going to go, your ego voice might say. You still have a fever and you're probably contagious, your wisdom voice might reply. You should probably stay home so they don't catch your cold. And then your ego voice chimes in again. It's fine, I just won't hug them or shake anyone's hands. I haven't hung out with them for a while. If I don't go, they might stop inviting me. Fear and insecurity are what drives the ego voice. In this example, fear of missing out is at play, as well as insecurity that you won't be missed. You need another day to recover before work on Monday, your wisdom voice might say. I'm fine. I feel much better than yesterday, your ego voice says as it battles to get what it thinks it needs. And so it goes. Because the ego voice is driven by fear and insecurity, learning to recognize it can help us become more confident and self-assured. There's great work that can be done when we recognize the ego voice. There's great work that can be done when we let the wisdom voice win. Learning to tell the difference between the ego voice and the wisdom voice is a powerful tool in making good choices. But you can only gain mastery of the wisdom voice through self-reflection and complete honesty with yourself. Many of us go through life listening to the ego voice and letting it drive our decisions. When we do this, we make bad choices. Let's look at the same conversation again, but this time we'll let the wisdom voice be in charge. They're all meeting for coffee. I'd like to go. You've still got a fever. Let them know you'd like to be there, but you need to take care of yourself and you don't want to give them your cold. Yeah, you think to yourself as you recognize your wisdom voice. That's the wise thing to do. But if I don't go, they may stop inviting me. That's just fear. You know that, right? The wisdom voice says, Yeah, I need to let go of that. It's not serving me. And the wisdom voice has helped you make the right choice. The ego voice represents the opposite of self-mastery because it chips away at our willingness to make wise decisions. The ego voice is a bully. It's driven by wants, needs, and desires. It tries to get what it thinks you need to be happy. It frequently makes its way out of your head and past your lips. Your ego voice will say to your friends, I feel fine. My cold is much better today. 
Through self-reflection and complete honesty, you can learn to recognize your wisdom voice over the ego voice. You can recognize when the ego voice is trying to take over. You start to notice when it's being a bully. When you do this, you can make better decisions and tame the forces driving your ego voice. For most of us, this takes a shift in our way of being. Throughout our whole lives, the ego voice has been in control. And all our external bad habits begin with the internal bad habit of listening to the ego voice. We've gotten used to letting it justify and argue to get what it wants. So it takes effort to change this old pattern of reaction. Self-reflection is the first step. We'll come back to this and talk more about how to do this later. Taming the ego voice is a vital tool in increasing your happiness and will bring you a step closer to the third most powerful of the voices, the soul voice. The soul voice is the most hidden of the voices. This is the one that I said could be regarded as an external voice, but who's to really say where it resides? It is on the opposite end of the spectrum from the ego voice. It takes time to access and can only come to you when you're open enough to receive it. When you hear the soul voice, you know it. It will be short and succinct, and it will vibrate inside of you. You will know it's a soul voice because it won't be words. It will be something you feel deeply and knowing. A soul voice speaks in short, succinct ideas. At first, you will connect to it better in nature. Let's say you've been trying to control the outcome of a situation but feel powerless to do anything about it. So you try to stop thinking about it for a while. You go for a walk on a trail in the woods. You stop to sit on a rock and just take in the view. You take a few breaths and let yourself relax. The thought you've been struggling with comes to mind again and you feel a thought softly come to you. Let it go. It's as soft as a butterfly and feels equally as beautiful. It's not a voice, it's a knowing. You instantly feel at peace and accept that you need to let it go. That is the soul voice. So let's take a moment and review the voices. These are the three voices we've talked about. The first one is the ego voice. This is internally based, meaning it's in our body, not our soul. And it's the most primitive of our voices. It's reflexive, and it grew from our need to survive in the world. The second voice is the wisdom voice. This is also internal, but controlled from a deeper part of us, which looks to tap into the wisdom we've accumulated. It's not reflexive like the ego voice. We have to work a bit to use it. We have to work to learn to hear it. The third voice is the soul voice. This is externally based and at the core of our consciousness. It doesn't appear to be in the body, but somewhere else, at a much deeper part of us or surrounding us. It's almost like a spirit. Talking to the soul voice is as close as we can get to talking with our higher power. It is at the opposite end of the spectrum from the ego voice. The fourth voice I mentioned resides between the soul voice and the wisdom voice. It is the intuition voice. This voice is partly the product of your wisdom voice and partly your soul voice. It's comprised of your learned experiences as well as an intrinsic knowing of things you don't remember even learning. It bridges the gap between the wisdom voice and the soul voice. Like the soul voice, it doesn't speak in words. It communicates to you in a sense of deep knowing. Your intuition voice is that voice that tells you to change lanes right before the car in front of you makes a dangerous maneuver, which may have caused a crash. 
It's a voice that tells you to leave a social situation that later on you hear turned ugly. You simply respond to what feels almost like an instinct. It is more subtle than a reflex, like pulling your hand back from a flame. Sometimes it may feel like a sense of unease, or it may be so subtle that you react to it without noticing it guiding you, like the changing lane scenario. When you become quieter in yourself, as you move away from the ego voice, the more at ease you become and you open up to the intuition voice. This voice is the one most easily lost when our minds are least relaxed. When we overthink, our busy mind can block the intuition voice. When we're rushed or overwhelmed with daily life, the intuition can't break through the clutter. But even when we have no access to the intuition voice, we can still operate effectively in our lives. Though we might make some poor choices, we'll generally be okay. Many people go through life not noticing the intuition voice. Yes, it's there from time to time, but to them it feels like luck or fate when intuition lends a hand in a moment. That sure was lucky I changed lanes when I did, someone might think after the intuition voice steers them right. It's there, working in the background for you in quiet time, even if you don't realize it. But when you recognize the intuition voice, you can tune into it and open up to it. The process of doing this isn't like you might think. It's not like working out a group of muscles to make them stronger. It's closer to laying on a beach relaxing. Meditation, in fact, is the best tool I've found to achieve stronger intuition. When you meditate, you begin to drop the chatter and the clutter that resides in the front of your mind. Worries, anxieties, and overthinking begin to fall away. When this happens, your intuition becomes easier to access. It's like tuning in a radio to a tighter frequency. Unlike working out, the growth of intuition voice isn't like growing muscles. You can't look into the mirror and see it working. Your intuition voice is subtle. It will be working in your life without you even noticing it because it's not a voice, it's a knowing. Imagine you're working out every day and lifting weights, but your body doesn't change. So you don't notice the strength you are developing. But then gradually, you're able to lift heavier and heavier objects with less and less effort. The change is so subtle that you barely notice your power, but your strength is massively increased over time. The intuition voice is the same. Once you have access to it and recognize the intuition voice, it will consistently guide you. You will see yourself making moves in your life that serve you well. These intuition moves combined with the intelligent decisions you're making in your life will help you live a better, happier, and more fulfilled existence. A while back, I saw a funny internet meme that said, I really hate it when the voices in my head argue among themselves as if I weren't even in the room. And I think that the reason I laugh at that is because I can really relate to it. I think we all can. I found that when many voices are speaking at once, it's best to listen to the one most quiet and gentle. That's the one we're listening to. So let's take a few minutes to review what our takeaways were today from the show and the, the four voices. Number one, the ego voice is not the best part of you. Learn to recognize when there are two voices in your head and recognize which one is the wisdom voice. Listen to that one instead of the ego voice. Practice doing this and your confidence will grow. Also, if you notice why you're resistant to ignoring the wisdom voice, even though you know it's the wisdom voice, you can learn something from that too. Number two, when you meditate regularly, 
the wisdom voice will become more dominant and you'll start to notice your intuition voice increase as well. And number three, the soul voice is possible when you attain high levels of self-mastery, when you've pushed back the ego voice, when your confidence has grown and you've allowed yourself to be at peace inside yourself. But this does take quite a bit more work. Be open to it and it'll show. So start today. Choose your starting point. If you haven't done ego work already, start noticing your ego voice. Recognize when it's trying to be a bully. Shut it down by shifting your attention to your wisdom voice. Start making decisions from that place instead. Already started your ego work? Start training your intuition voice. Do this by meditating regularly. Be present and listen to your intuition. Don't be surprised if it manifests in ways you don't expect. Small, subtle ways. We all have the option to listen to a voice that has our back or listen to the one that feeds our fears. It's your choice. So, which voice do you choose? Thank you for listening to The Soul Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, learned something new, or were just entertained, please tell your friends about the show. This is the best way for people to find the show.